Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Absolutely, man. <laughs> it's 
controversy about that. But get the numbers right. What are you doing? Get, get out. I was like, watch your mouth. Um, watch your mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, uh, you know, got a lot to cook up. So, um, you know, listen, watching a little baseball, uh, Aaron Judge is due up second in the, um, the bottom of the seventh. Uh, that should be um, getting back going pretty soon, still stuck on number 60. Um, it's like every time we do a show, TP, the next day something happens or the next day or two something happens. And, you know, Albert Pujols got his 699 and 700th home run um, against the Los Angeles Dodgers last week to be the only fourth man uh, in baseball history to eclipse 700 home runs for his career. Um yeah, you know, and I'm I'm watching, so I'm watching that. I'm I'm hoping Judge gets number sixty-one to tie Maris. Watching the Mets collapse yet again. Uh, they they just cannot. Um, even though they're a good team, prosperity eludes them. They're about to blow it again. But um, listen, I love to get your opinion. I don't know if you you touched on it on the um Sunday brunch. Uh, t- on every Sunday at eleven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, shameless plug. Um, but uh, Albert Pujols, where do you have him in history after he eclipsed um, the 700 home run mark? Um, I'm going to actually, like, rile this, this grill up. I, I got the lighter fluid. Um, <laughs> he's third best batter all time. Best batter mm. all time. I'm going to go – I go – and it's tough. I got like one A, one B, but I got to do one or two now that I did that. I'm going to go, I got to go Tony, one, two is Barry, yeah. and then Albert, three. Barry, see, Barry was great at the plate, but he had power, but he didn't hit as much as Tony Gwynn did, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I got to watch that. Cause I, you grew, we grew up. I don't know if you watched Tony Gwynn, but I watched Tony Gwynn when I was growing up. Yeah, I you know, so, the players growing up, CP. That was my guy. So Tony was one of those contact hitters. He could hit for power if he needed to, but he was always one of those base hitters and got on on base. Mm-hmm. So and you can't take that away from him. Even having that game characteristic be so good that he was able to get the Padres to a doggone World Series, even though they lost to your Yankees, but to at least be that noticeable mm-hmm. in that organization. And uh, Barry Bonds, I mean, he's he got 783 and the most home runs in a season, so on and so forth. And then Albert Pujols, I mean, he hits with power, but he he can whatever type of contact he makes, he's getting on base. If if he if he's lifting it, he's taking you out of park because of how strong he is. But he he had just the, mm. the same dynamic in Barry Bonds when Barry Bonds was at the plate, and he had that situation where they would walk him if bases were loaded. They'd rather give up one run than watch him knock in two. So I I gotta put Albert up there. I'm not going to lie. He's one of the batters and players that I love. I can't even lie. Even though he played for the Cardinals, so on and so forth, I love our pools. He's mm. one of those humble guys. He doesn't talk junk. If I played like him, I'd be talking a hell of crap. But he don't. And every organization <laughs> he did it, he did it with respect. Uh, whether he got that big contract in Anaheim with the Angels and got 250, he was quiet about it. Um, and then you see him go from the Dodgers and kind of like slowing down because he's getting older. And then he goes back to St. Louis and then he – on his historic run, and now not only is he on a historic run, these guys are in a situation where they are winning the NL Central and could potentially threaten to win the National League. So um, what type of, you know, icing on the cake would it be as if they could actually win the National League pennant and then go into the World Series and threaten to bring a championship back to the arch? 
I, I, I would want to see it happen like that. I mean, that's a storytelling itself, but um, great dynamic to me. He's at least top, at the least top five. I'm putting him in top three mm-hmm. batters all time. Yeah, easily top five for me. I think probably, um, arguably the the greatest right-handed hitter, uh, pure right-handed hitter that the game has ever seen. You, you know, there's a lot of names you can throw out there that people probably don't know. You know, like Joe DiMaggio, or what have you. But um, for my money, he—I mean, the numbers speak for itself. I wish he never went to Anaheim. I, I'm glad he got his money. I wish he never left St. Louis. He just belongs in a Cardinal uniform. Michael, if somebody told Barry Jordan, "Here go two hundred fifty million dollars to move to California," you know what? Seats four and five. We 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 are leaving. <laughs> we are out of here, baby. We're Ow. leaving. I can't. I can't argue with the money, TP. It's just that he belongs in a Cardinal uniform. You know what I mean? Like to see him back in St. Louis is such a feel-good story for me. Um, you know, and, and to you know to hit that 700 in a Cardinal uniform, it's just you know, and baseball is romantic, right? It, it's just you know everything's right about it. Michael, go ahead, talk to me, Albert Pujols, folks. So, uh, listen. Generational talent. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about top three, but I would probably say top five. My gosh, man! Like, uh, it, it, what Barry could do from the left side was unreal. Um, it, it, you're definitely right about Tony Gwynn, his contact. You know, um, the only other right-handed hitter in this generation that I think uh, comes close. And some of being health related and other things, but uh, the only guy that even kind of comes closer that rivals it at all, uh, even though he's not as much of a home run hitter as Miguel Cabrera, a couple batting titles, um, the first guy in you know thirty something years to win a triple crown, the first person to do it in a long, long time when he uh, was able to pull that off, and I mean that, that guy has been a a generational talent as well. Like it was kind of cool to see both of those guys get. You know, sort of uh, all-star bids based on their career achievements uh, this year. But mm-hmm. I mean, listen. Yeah, you know, we had this conversation last night in the barbershop about uh, who is the greatest Cardinal ever, Ozzy Smith or Albert Pujols. And it, it's an interesting discussion because of what Ozzy brought defensively. He wasn't nearly the hitter that Albert was, but Albert didn't have the glove that he did, right? So it just kind of depends on how you value things. But when I think about the St. Louis Cardinals over the last, uh, uh, you know, 15-plus years, I think about Albert. Um, you know, it, it, you're right. It is He does belong in a Cardinals uniform. It's sad to see him go somewhere else, but you got to go get that money. you got to get paid. But uh, for him to go back and retire and for him and Yachty and, you know, Wainwright to sort of have, you know, one last ride together and for him to be able to break some records in front of a fan base that I would say appreciates records and appreciates the game as much as any fan base in this country. Like, don't get me wrong. I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt, Mike. Uh, he just hit number 61. Uh, Aaron Judge just hit a bullet to left field, just hit number 61, tied Roger Mary. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, this is, I mean, and to your point, like if Aaron Judge in St. Louis, and some other cities might do it to 61. But if he was in St. he would have gotten an ovation. 
St. Louis team, right? Because mm-hmm. this is a, a, a fan base that really understands and loves the baseball. To see them, I mean, obviously it's been four years since they've won that division, uh, so or three years since they won the division. So to see them kind of uh, back atop right there for him to have a hand in that, like, it's just it's a really cool story. I mean, you know, I got a double mm-hmm. side, so I ain't gonna go as far as to like want to see them represent the National League in the World Series. And, uh, I mean, like, but uh, like it would still be it would be a very very cool story though. Albert Pujols has done it the right way. You never thing out of him uh, or anything. He's always been respectful, quiet, done his thing. So one of the best of all time to me, probably top five or six hitters. At least he's from the right side, but maybe it will. Yeah. Oh, wait, you I, think I mean, Miguel I don't. I, a, you, I, think, you think you think Miguel Cabrera's a better hitter than Albert Pujols? I think Miguel Cabrera, at least in the same ballpark with Pujols, because of higher averages and because of triple crowns. If I had to rank them, I would put ahead of him. But uh, ahead of him. But what I'm saying is, Cabrera, like Albert, to me, are two generational talents that are far to. Mm-hmm. Most other guys would have done it for the right hand in the last two days. I get it. I, I get. I get all. I get all of what you're trying to say about. I've seen it. I'm. I'm an AL Central guy, and, and also I uh, lived through the 2000s too. You know, they came into the league around the same time, right? Do you know yeah, Albert has yeah. over like 200 more home runs than he has? Like, I get it that you're saying batting average, but Albert Pujols wasn't getting pitched to like Cabrera was. Like a lot of them pitchers right. did not want to put that across the plate. Like they call him the machine. They they call him the machine for a reason. That's the craziest nickname in probably baseball. The machine. <laughs> who who got a nickname? I'm trying to think of a nickname in baseball. What the judge or who? What, what yeah, the, right. the kid? Like, I mean the only the only about? one. That, like, yeah. I'm trying to think of a nickname. Like who? Seth. Like I mean, the, the machine. That's ridiculous. When when in his prime, you know Don Manley had the Hitman, and that's one of the best ones I I am. But the Machine is just that's yeah, just that's just tells you everything. Come right? on, come on, come on. No, he had one season. No, I, don't, I, I don't think I don't think Miguel Cabrera had a season where he had five walks. Him and Barry Bonds had that five walk season. Both them two. That's what I'm talking about. They're, they're mm-hmm. those type of hitters. Like you ain't gonna get a strike past them. They gonna smack that. Like Cabrera fell off for a while. Like for a while. For a while. Out here yeah. in Detroit, yeah, I see a lot of that. He put, I, I understand, but he came up and at 20 years old, let, helped lead a team, was a linchpin on a team, winning a World Series, and was the first person in like 40 years to win a Triple Crown. I'm just saying, put some respect on the guy's name. Not He's not Albert Pujols, no. but he is a generational talent, and it's been a special no, he, talent. Listen, but you said you were about the top three. I specifically tried to put the two together, and I would rate Pujols ahead of him. But to say that um, Cabrera and Albert Pujols aren't even in the same category, to say that he's not even anywhere close, I, I, that's crazy to me. Yeah, well, how many I mean, home runs does Miguel Cabrera have in his career right now? How many homers does Cabrera have in his career? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying it's all about home runs. If you heard, if, if, if you heard what I was saying, it wasn't all about home runs. If you heard everything I said, I said it wasn't all about home runs. I said he could come up there and make contact. If he lifted you, he lifted you. Barry, did I, did I not just say that? I did not just say it was all now about you, home runs. For him to have this type of presence at the plate and make these type of hits and still get 700 home runs, and he's not one of those Barry Bonds, lift you every time he hits it. He can hit those base hits and, and settle with the single or double. He wasn't one swinging for the fences all the time. It's just that his 
structure, the way that he's going to hit it, it's, it's going to fly because he's a big boy. Miguel Cabrera don't have to, he, he's outdoing him by at least a hundred, at least a hundred um, uh, going um, across the um, plate. Like, come on, like that. That's just that. As if I was really to call him a home run hitter, I don't. I don't even look at Albert Pujols as a home run hitter. And for him to have seven hundred, and you talking about a World Series, he got one with the Marlins, right? And how many? How many Pujols got? If if you don't know about top three, wait, wait, hold on, Barry. Listen, if you don't know about top three, he's top five, but Miguel Cabrera is one of them, then who's in front of him and the the other, the four, unless you got him at four? You see what I'm saying? I didn't say say that I would put Cabrera in the top five. I didn't say that I would put Cabrera in the top five. I just say Cabrera is the only guy that comes anywhere close to Pujols in this generation, but I would put Pujols ahead of him. Those are my words. I mean, yeah, I, I, I have to have Pujols ahead of Cabrera. I think Cabrera should get some, some respect, and I think he will when his career is over. But, I mean, right now I think Pujols has – he has the better resume, better career. I think he's like a three-time um, MVP. Um, you know, and, and he's got the number, Silver Slugger, and all that stuff. I mean, it, but I want to double-click on one thing, and then i got to bring Sirius in real quick. Um, I don't think Pujols is the greatest Cardinal of all time. I um and I and did they say it was between Pujols and Ozzy Smith, Mike? Well, it was. We, we were talking about just modern day because obviously you got to include Sam oh, okay. in the conversation. Yeah, Sam Usual okay, is the greatest about, like, of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were yeah. just talking about an odd time, and the question was, it was just a conversation at the barbershop last night, and it was like, mm-hmm. who is a better, or more influential, more impact? Uh, for the Cardinals, who made a greater impact on the Cardinals, Ozzy Smith or Albert Pujols, and so that, oh, okay. that was just a conversation that's had. But no, Musial has to. Musial's uh, in the, for sure. Like Musial's a phenomenal. He's number. He's not. He's number one to to me, and um, Ozzy doesn't even crack there, the top career. three. Yeah, he, Ozzy doesn't crack the top three for me because it to me it's Musial is Pujols, and then it's then maybe you can talk about. Um, Ozzy Smith at four or five, and that's no disrespect to Ozzy. He's probably one of the greatest shortstops ever. But um, like Bob Gibson's one of the best pitchers of all time. Like you know what I mean? So you know, res- respect to Bob Gibson. But that's a great conversation. I got to bring in Sirius. He's, he's waiting patiently, calling out of the seven zero three to talk a little bit of. Um, I guess you want to get in on the Aaron Judge stuff. What up, Sirius? What up, man? No, um, no, I, I, I'm gonna sit right there. You know, I, 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 I'm listening to what you guys are talking about, and in, and a name that nobody mentioned that I think deserves to be in the conversation is the big hurt, Frank Thomas. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. as, as, as far as plugging and whatever the case may be, I mean, this is a guy who has almost 521 jacks. No, you know, I guess. So what? Frank Thomas. Yeah. Who said Frank Thomas? Yeah. Where? How about that? In what form of the discussion is Frank Thomas in this? Here's the thing. If you're talking about right-handed hitters and guys who did it from the right-hand side, you know what I'm saying? Frank Thomas did his thing. Again, uh, if the argument of conversation is who is in the conversation for our pool holes type type of accolades, you know, that in our generation now came up watching ball. You know what I'm saying? Frank mm-hmm. Thomas needs to be in the conversation. Now, again, I'll put Pujols above him. You mentioned 
Captain Miguel Cabrera, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I personally think that Frank Thomas, the big hurt or whatever, needs to be in the conversation. Who wants to take that? I don't even think, I, wait, if we're talking about right-handed hitters, if we're talking about right-handed hitters, Albert Pujols hitters are Mr. A-Rod. Alex Rodriguez would smoke his boots, bro. Smoke his yeah, boots. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. Say it again? No, no, no. Wait, say, say it again? If we're talking about right-handed hitters, A-Rod will smoke Frank Thomas' boots off of his body. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Straight up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I get you. It's just that his, his numbers A-Rod, are... A-Rod ain't even in the discussion right now. A-Rod, A-Rod got to go, go play with his ball somewhere else right now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, that's the problem, TP. It's, his numbers are tainted because he would be right there. He would be talking about Alex Rodriguez and, and Pujols in the same sentence, and now Alex doesn't right. get to be in that conversation. It's unfortunate because uh, I watched him, you know, in New York, and I've seen him do some amazing things, and it's unfortunate. But that's why the, the Pujols conversation, TP, is so compelling because I think you said it or Mike said it, you know, he – He's not only a right-handed hitter and he's got the long career, but he did it the right way, never had controversy, never got wrapped up in the steroid controversy. We hope, you know, we don't know. Listen, I, I'm not saying that he did, but, you know, every time we put we, we try to put somebody ahead of Barry Bonds, something bad happens, right? It's, you know, we had Manny Ramirez and then we had A-Rod and then, you know, here we go, right? So, but for now, like, Pujols is such a great story that, um, you know, it just dwarfs what A-Rod did in his career just because he did it the right way, right, T.P.? Um, that, that's the problem with these Yankee players, man, because they're all cheating and trying to get an edge. You got Gary Sheffield. You got Jason <laughs> Giambi. You got Alex Rodriguez. You, you, you got all of these people in the Yankee organization doing all type of dirty stuff. So, so as you proceed, you can continue. Jeter did it right. Come on. You didn't even get a lot of credit because he wasn't a okay. home run hitter. One, 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 right? one, one out of ten ain't bad. One out of ten ain't bad. Keep choosing with the stars. One out of ten ain't bad. Let's keep going. <laughs> oh, man, you're funny. But uh, no, speaking of Yankees, that's, right no, that's, that's not even a joke. That, that's, that's real rap. That's not even a joke. That's, that's real rap. I know it's not. That's why I'm trying to laugh to keep them crying. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it, you know, Aaron Judge hit number 61 TP. Um, I don't know if you saw. You've probably seen the highlights coming through. But, um, you know, Talk to me about the significance of that, and then we can move on to, to other sports. Man, he cheated, too. They better check his urine, too. He probably got some oh, stuff in him, too. Cool. <laughs> look, look how he is. He's he cool, man. He's a, we're going to have a comeback. Listen, if they did it to Barry, then did Aaron, you two, you line up. both. And look, Barry and Aaron oh, on the show, cool. both of them. Look, I got Barry and Aaron on one show, and we talk about both bad as well. Hey, this a mess. Look, look. No, I, I can't lie. He, he because, um, you know, out of out of a lot of Yankees, like even, even though I can't stand them, but it's a lot of Yankees I like. I, I I grew up. I like Jeter. I like Bernie Williams. I think I like Bernie the most though. I like Tino. Uh, who, who else? I, I like Tino a lot. Um, it's yeah. tough after that. I though. met Tino. I met him. And then and then you see Judge. Judge was and it's the crazy part. As big as he is in the the uh, 
the morality hole. He don't even talk junk. It's like, yo, if I was this type of monster in the middle of New York and everybody in the Bronx on out love me, I'd be all type of talking junk. He all humble. He don't say nothing. He just go up there and do work, go to the dugout. He all doofy. He's six seven, and, and, you know, when he celebrates, he just look taller than everybody. He just, you know, it's it, it, it just cool to see him do it. You know what I mean? And um, the funny mm-hmm. part about it is the Yankees got <laughs> y'all, y'all let him bet on himself, and guess who won the bet? <laughs> so so now I was just about, gotta go I was to, just that about to ask you that. I, I got I got you. I'm, I'm at the grill. Just just, yo, just let me get my sides on. <laughs> just let me get my sides on. I'm gonna spice this thing up. Don't worry. So now mm-hmm. now that the Yankees played hardball and then he sat up there and won, just tied a record. Y'all gonna have to give him a blank check like y'all always do. And if y'all do lowball them, then I'm gonna look at y'all differently because it's like y'all sat up there and gave Roger Clemens twenty eight million dollars, and y'all was giving him no. what four million dollars every other week or something like that. Y'all won't give this guy that type mm-hmm. of money. Y'all trying to hang on to like some dignity or something. Y'all need help, and y'all need to worry about the the pitching staff itself. But he's the one that was holding y'all down when the whole team got hurt or suffered. So it's like I, I hope he do end up leaving New York, so y'all really can understand what the drought is about. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they both probably want to go back to um, California being him and Stanton. So it's incredible to see him off to this run, especially while the Yankees are in a win-now situation. Because, to be honest, uh, I think he's 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 in his early 30s. Uh, Josh Donaldson is mm-hmm. approaching 40. He's getting close there. You know, like, so they got to try and hang on to as much of these pieces as possible, and especially while this, this lead broke down. A lot of us, I'm, I'm not even going to lie, I can't say the Yankees, but I thought they were going to get to, like, 120 wins this season, the way they was running. They are struggling to get to right. a buck. Like, they're, they are not getting to 110. I know they won't. You know, so it's like, now, do they win the AL? Like, forget the AL. Do they win the World Series? This is this is what this team has to be about. They have to go out there and win a championship, like, especially with the way that things started this year. If they, if they fall on their face and don't get to the World Series and win, I, I want to see everything. Forget just Boone, because I don't really think Boone has to answer too many questions, because I know they'll probably end up letting him go even though he's doing a good job. But everybody else on that team, do people leave? Do they stick around and try to make this happen again? Do they run this back? There's a lot of questions to be answered. So Judge has to do what he's doing right now. I want to see him get as far as he can. Hopefully he could get to 66, 70, however this goes down. But um, this is a phenomenal feat for him to get it done right now in 2020, and he's still got time left. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, next week we're going to talk about that because I want to talk about um, the playoffs and – the Yankee, listen, the Yankees, their kryptonite is Houston. They blew a big lead. Now they have to go to Houston if they do face them in the championship game for, like, a game seven. That's huge instead of having it at home. So, um, And they can't beat Houston. And they haven't played well in the playoffs, and they can't beat Houston. So they got a lot, a big uphill battle to climb. But, TP, I want to double-click, and I want to bring it around, then we can talk about another sport. Um, Aaron Judge, what do you, what, what kind of contract? should he command, like, numbers-wise? So he turned down 213. He's 30, right? right. Or 30 or 31. He's, he's something he's like that. 30. I would I would 30. have him – he'd have to entertain, like, a, a a 10-year, like, 300, 350 maybe. I think he'd have to play that type of ball. It'd have to be like that. That's, uh-huh. If he said 400 and they gave him 40 mil, that's soaking up a lot out of Yankees. Even though the Yankees got that money, but that's – that's like holding them against the wall, and they don't have the pitching. Like the Yankees still need that starting rotation to be confident. Like I don't, I don't think Talion and, and Dominguez and them are going to hold it down. So, um, no. like I said, feasible for me is like thirty-five, and then they work on the pitching staff and the, and the bullpen, and 
go from there. But if if he's aiming for it, he he he's he's do it. He's do it because there's going to be a team that's going to throw him some money. He rather I don't think a lot of these players want to stay in New York after you know October November, especially him being a Cali kid. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to want to go somewhere else if New York don't give him the money that makes him stay in Westchester County or or in New York City. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh by the way, by the way, I, I just got news. I just got breaking news, people. I'm a hip hop head. Rest in peace to Coolio. Oh, Coolio. Yeah, I just I saw that um, hey. not too not too long before the show. Um, fifty fifty nine years old. Oh God, man. Um, I, they said he. They said he. He, yeah. he was found dead in somebody's house and in, in their rooms or something. I, that's the early report I got. I don't want to speculate, but rest in peace to him. PT, I think you're on the right track because Soto turned down 12 years, 40, $426 million. That's about 35 per year. So, uh, Mike, I mean, where do you – what numbers do you think Judge should be able to command? I, I, I don't know that he'll get 10, uh, um, but I think the average annual will be higher. I could see somebody be willing to give him, like, I don't know, uh, six years. It was around two fifty or maybe uh maybe seven at three hundred or something dumb like that to try to make it happen. I mean I could see an average of forty plus uh per year possibly. Um I think that you're gonna see teams go be more likely to go uh six years at that much than say ten years at thirty five per. If that makes sense. Especially when you look at now it you know, if somebody will do it, obviously Make it and run, but the guy because he is so big and whatever he has had, you know, th- this is by far the healthiest year he's ever had uh, as yeah. far as the field each and every each and every day. And so I'd be worried if I were giving him a contract, taking him all the way up to his age forty season. But I think that the high, the average income will be, you know, the average annual amount will be pretty high. I I just see about six and two fifty or something, maybe seven. But be clear, there will be no hometown discount because, like TP said, they they blinked, and and you know it, it's kind of like um, training day when 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 uh, you know Lonzo's in the room. He's like, you know, I put the money in the bag, and he's like, oh, okay, honey, pass me that bag, pass me that, like, okay. Like you, you want to, you want him to play with me? Now you're gonna pay up, and you're gonna pay up a lot. So, serious? What if do you? What what hometown discount? It goes to the Giants. There is no hometown discount. He can print money right now. I don't, I, I don't see him getting a discount from anybody. You shouldn't have to. Not after this season. Pay me my money. Uh, <laughs> you know, pay me my money. Um, but I mean, you know, Giants are an interesting team. That you know, hometown, and even Barry Bonds said he would love. To for him to come to San Francisco. We'll see if that happens. But, Darius, I mean, what do you think he could command? You know, it's funny that in two different sports, you got two high-profile guys betting on themselves and winning right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we got, you know, Lamar Jackson and Aaron Judge. And if you look at what was previously offered to Aaron Judge and what he It wouldn't shock me one bit if he got 10 years for 100. That wouldn't shock me one bit. Nope. Because I feel as though that's what it's going to command 
for him to stay in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's, that's going to reset the market for those like Juan Soto and, and those coming up behind him. But the Yankees blink like everybody alluded to, and now they're going to have to get that man an empty check and let him write whatever he wants on it. You know, it's, it's the Yankees' fault for not handling this when they should have handled it. Um, but I don't think he hits free agency. I don't think he goes anywhere, but the Yankees got to come out the behind and pay him a statement. No, absolutely. I think the, this is the biggest mistake. The Yankees, and they've made some pretty boneheaded mistakes. I mean, I like Giancarlo standing, but trading for that contract was not a smart move. Um, they've made some bad some bad decisions as a late and let people walk. It, it Sometimes it worked out with Robinson Cano, and most times, you know, it really hasn't. So, um, listen, I think – you're, I think you could be right to this, but it, I, I'm kind of in the TP lane. I think eight years is probably what he gets. But if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at what Scherzer got, like 43 million a year, I don't think it's going to be that high. But honestly, I really think it's going to be three years, um, eight eight years, three hundred, and that's about thirty-seven a, and a half million a year. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing, villain. Let the Yankees F on and go out and win the championship. I think the price just goes up. Well, the price goes way up. And if he has a good you know playoff, so, so forget it, about it, it. It, 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 it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he goes out with the Yankees guard and win the chip. You know, Aaron Judge wins, you know, series MVP or whatever the case may be. He, he wins the MVP mm-hmm. of the league. He wins the bat title, triple crown. Like, the, the like, all, all, all he's doing is Donald Duck counting, counting coins at this point. And, again, he's going to Yankees yeah. for getting the money up. Yeah, absolutely. Every, you know, today's price isn't tomorrow's price. And it, every, it's going to keep going up. And it's going to keep going up. And the Yankees did it to themselves. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But call the number 929-477-2759 with you for the next 16 minutes or so talking all things sports, had to get some baseball talk in there. I love talking baseball with TP. I don't get to talk enough baseball with that guy. But um, I want to I wanna switch gears to the NBA, and then we can talk some football, um, you know, because, you know, we got week, week three in the bag, uh, week four coming up, so some nice games coming there. But NBA had their opening, um, I guess, you what, media day? Um, you know, it was an interesting – look around the league, um, you know, James Harden said he lost 100 pounds. Um, Kevin Nash, again, I say Kevin Nash, I'm thinking of reference. Steve Nash, fail. That's an epic fail right there. Uh, Steve Nash said, we're good, right? Him and uh, KD, and KD gave his reasoning why um, he wanted to trade out of there. Um, you know, in Laker country, Russell said he'll do whatever he needs to. If they want me here, they want blah, blah, blah. You know, interesting media days around the league. Um, it looked like a funeral in Phoenix with their media day. Um, you know, nobody looks like they're happy. <laughs> you know, Aiton's not talking to – didn't talk to, to Monty Williams all, all offseason. Uh, obviously, the, the, the ownership uh, is in shambles. Um, just a somber kind of press conference and media day out in Phoenix. But, TP, I mean, what's your takeaways from everything that you might have seen uh, from media day and what, you know, we'll probably, listen, you said that the, um, the crossover cafe is coming back soon. So I've got to get you warmed up on some NBA talk out here, TP. 
Well, not not too much for me on, on media day. They, they're going to answer all of the probable questions that they'll get. It's just um, more or less uh, Royce wants back in the kitchen, and then, of course, we're going to try and, um, you know, dice up at least conference by conference. I know he'll probably try to make me go division by division, but um, more or less if, if the – the uh, the stigma, if, if I'm saying that, if you will, around Steph is going to remain because uh, I was fighting like hell not to try and put him in the top ten, but it's like the ones that he had to fight against, I have to, like, eat them at ten. Like, he's at ten. And yeah. um, that, right. do they follow that up to get the fifth championship? Can they get that? And how hungry is LeBron and that Laker team? Like, can, and looking at that roster, like, they took a picture of the roster, like, the only names that – I'm going to be honest. The only names that will shake you are Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and that's really it. Like, you, you got a bunch of names there that you like. They're NBA players. They're professional basketball players. But I don't think the Lakers win a championship, and let alone LeBron like, don't like working with younger players. So what about them? Then also mm-hmm. Kawhi missing a whole season and a half. What does Kawhi look like now? Can the Clippers get it done while after throwing Paul George – 200 million or 200 plus million and um he wasn't there for a good duration of this season also so who's a better team in LA at this point uh the western conference is going to be a, a a freaking infinity war while you know <laughs> the eastern conference is still wizard of oz and everybody going down the yellow brick road so um i want to see what the timberwolves look like can cat and um go bear exist like these are the questions that i want to see and um i i actually you know i'm i'm a close you know, counter with an NBA player that comes in the barbershop, Quinn Cook, and he's on the uh, Sacramento Kings roster now. He's talking about, like, uh, a lot of people are still sleeping on them, and they do have a good roster. And uh, looking at the roster, they have potential, but I don't know if they could get into things. But if they could get to 10th seed or better, they're at least in the play-in. So, the, the, like I said, the Western Conference is always going to be a riot. I still don't believe in the Suns right now. I think they're going to decline. Chris Paul's getting older, but I think they're still being afraid of getting to a uh, playoff run. Uh, the Suns, uh, not the Suns, the Mavericks, excuse me. Um, I want to see what they get another year after being with Jason Kidd and Luka. Can they get another player to kick in, whether it's Tim Hardaway Jr. or somebody else, with, especially with the loss of Brunson going to the Knicks too. So it's, it's entirely a lot of storylines to throw in, and that's just the Western mm-hmm. Conference. I didn't go east and thinking about everything that the Celtics have to survive without their coach getting to a doggone uh, an NBA final. Yeah. He's gone for the year and probably lost his job and, uh, what what Brooklyn's gonna do with KD and Kyrie Part Four, and they don't look like they're getting better. They're just getting older. Uh, Miami, do they actually stay in the fray? Um, Philly, are, are they ready to still trust this process while Simmons left? I, I mean, there's so many animalistic stories in the NBA that I I mean I can't wait to dive into. And right now, we're only a few days away from October, and, and preseason starts in a few days here at the end of September. So at least a game with the Warriors is coming around. Absolutely, and your guy might be on the block too, Alexander. Right? You know, there, you know, there's talk. You know that he might not be uh, willing to stay in OKC much longer. So, uh, a lot of storylines. But we're gonna double click on on Boston in a in a minute. I just want to get this around real quick. Get everybody, you know, a little little bit on the plate. Then we're gonna go in. So, um, you know, Mr. Harvey. I mean, what storylines from Media Day uh, did you come away with uh, thinking that were the the, the lead headlines? If you're there, you're on mute. Is he there? Mike, you there? Mike going once. Mike going twice. All right, no, Mike. Uh, Mike, if you're there, 
come come back in. Um, TP, I, 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 you know, I, I, like I said, I feel like I agree with you. I feel like Phoenix is headed for, um, headed for a disaster just because there's just such a black cloud. It's it's so ironic too, right? The Suns and there's a black cloud over them. But um, you know, Aiton doesn't look like he wanted to be back there. Um, you know, he's I don't think he was happy with his role in the playoffs and definitely didn't look happy at press day. Um, I've never seen Chris Paul so subdued and so quiet. It's just it's it was just a it was a sad affair in, in Phoenix. I very sad. I mean with my Knicks, I mean, listen, I I find it hard to really get juiced up for this season so far. Um, you know, I like Brunson. Do I think he, you know, he's the savior? No, but, you know, it's like the Knicks are going to tout him and such. And, you know, Leon Rose, can you talk to the media? Do you have to do a controlled freaking, uh, you know, interview with Alan Hahn on MSG? Give me a break. But, um, listen, um, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm curious to see what happens in Philly. Uh, with with uh, Harden, you know, opting back in and, and getting that smaller deal to, to help the team win and looks like he's in shape. We'll see if it pays off. Brooklyn had to answer a lot of questions, and rightfully so. Um, everybody had to answer the questions, including KD, and he answered the questions like a man. I, I give him credit, and I do I believe him. We'll see. But at least he was there. He was accountable. He, he, he said his piece, so now hopefully they can move on. But, um, you know, there's just so many storylines. Like, will Lonzo Ball be able to play? He they, they said he he doesn't look anywhere close to playing. So that's a tough break for uh, for for him and the Bulls. But uh, you know, it's just a lot of storylines in the East. And like you said, the West is very interesting with Dallas losing Brunson. Um, the Lakers, you know, it's a who's who after their big three, if you can call it, Pat Bev and, and company too. Um, you know, we're we're gonna. It's gonna be an interesting season. We're we're gonna have a lot to talk about when the NBA season gets kicked off. But I definitely want to um, kick it over to Sirius. Sirius, what do you what are you seeing out of Media Day? Is a, one of the big storylines that 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 you or takeaways that you got from Media you know. Day. One of the big things that I saw, um, I you know, we dragged Kevin Durant um, all off season. Um, and, and, you know, to, to, to stand there and take the live balls and answer the hard questions, um, I, I commend him for that. Now, we'll see what happens when, you know, we're in the middle of November and December and they and they drop, you know, five out of the last seven and, you know, it's not going right and see what happens. But right now, it seems like everybody's saying the right things. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm curious to see right now is how does T.J. Tucker – going to Philly helps Philly. Mm. You know, we understand right. that he's a defensive stopper. We understand what he brings to the, brings to the table, but he's reunited with his buddy, James Harden, in, in Philadelphia. So I'm curious to see how that turns out. Uh, the young teams that, you know, are looking to make a come up, um, you know, in, in, in the league. We have some guys like, you know, the Atlanta Hawks who uh, look like they're primed and ready to go. The new look Cleveland Cavaliers who – saying all the right things and, you know, talking about buying in and doing, you know, doing what they need to do to try to compete in the East. I'm out here in the Metro and we're looking at the Washington Wizards who uh, look like they're going to be able to do some things in the Eastern Conference. So a lot is going to be made of the Western Conference and rightfully so because, again, it's, it's, it's going to be a gauntlet night in the night out. There's going to be no nights off. But I think where the real storyline and the real 
you know, juice, if you will, is going to really come from the Eastern Conference because I, I think there's a little uh, more room to, to, to figure things out. You know, how does Boston respond mm-hmm. and, and deal with this this Edoka cloud that's hanging over them? And I'm sure we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but that's something that mm-hmm. they're going to now have to address and answer every time they step in front of a microphone. You know, so um, there's, going to, there's going to be a lot, man, but I'm glad the NBA is coming back. Again, we mentioned the Lakers. I I, I, I don't know who the rest of them cats are. I'm going to have to learn on what the rest of the Lakers face them, you know what I'm saying? But, again, LeBron James is LeBron James, and if he and AD are able to stay healthy, you know, I, I, I give them a punch of shots to, to, to do something. I don't expect them to win the chip, but I like that. Um, another an, an, another name I wanted to bring up, and another team I wanted to you know kind of double tap on on the Portland Trailblazers, a team that um, was rattled with injuries you know last year. Dame Dollar pretty much missed the whole year, and so he's coming back and is really gonna come back and be without CJ McCullough, who's you know playing in, with the Pelicans, and that's another team that again is coming back. Zion Williamson is back; he lost a ton of weight. CJ's has a full training camp and a full off season, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, I keep going, man. It's gonna be fun to talk basketball with everybody. Absolutely. I mean, the Pelicans are an interesting team out there. I like the Clippers too, man. I, I really think with John Wall, I think he has a lot to prove. Kawhi is back. I don't know what kind of pitch count he's on or what have you, but him and and Paul George and, and company is gonna be. Go ahead, TP. Um, you said a puncher's chance to do what? Who? Cool. I mean, he said AD and LeBron. Wait, he said AD and LeBron healthy. A puncher's chance to do what? Who knows, bro? Like, I mean, this is a weird ass game. Like, are you betting against They ain't doing do nothing something? in the West. They ain't doing nothing. Nothing. No, I mean, so, listen, I want you to really believe that. I want. I want you to throw me right now. I want you to Google their depth chart or roster, however you want to look at it. You tell me what's the puncher chance outside of them two. Here's my now, thing. I, I mean, again, I, 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 I said it in, 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 in my soliloquy here. Like, I have no idea who half those cats are. I know four of them. Right, right. I know. Watch this. Listen, you ready for this? Wait, Barry. you ready for this? Their shooter, their shooter is Patrick Beverly. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's their shooter. Come on. Listen, I think with with LeBron and a healthy AD, they have they're going to be above five hundred. I I mean I I totally believe. Oh, I didn't know nothing about their record. Uh, but no, no, no. I, that's what I mean. What? I know they're not scaring anybody, but I mean they'll get to forty-five, forty-eight wins with those guys if they're healthy. All it's just a lot of ifs, and that's why I kind of want to be on. You know, I want to agree with Sirius, but then it's like you know, there's so many ifs with that. AD is healthy. If LeBron can keep this amazing pace that he's been on his career, if the if they can finally trade Westbrook to the to the Pacers for Buddy Heald and and Miles Turner. They gotta get. They gotta give up those picks to do it, and they're they're not gonna do it. And but the Pacers are like, we don't want these two. We know you want them. We want your picks. I'll see you at the table. And that's that's basically what's going on. So, um, but I agree. It's there's so many ifs with the Lakers, but like, 
it's hard to bet against LeBron. I hate doing it, it you know, because you know, he always burns me. So it, it is what it is. But I like the Clips. I like the Clippers out there. I really think, that, like I said, they got they got the talent out there. But I want I got it I got it. Listen, it's every time TP we do a show together, and, and Sirius can attest to this. The next day something happens, and like I said, the next day it was uh, Indoka um, eventually getting suspended for the full year. Um, there's so many things to unpack. There's so many differing opinions and what have you. But TP. Um, I definitely want to get your opinion on on Udoka's situation, how it's going to affect Boston. Like like Sirius said, they're going to answer questions every day, and it's not going to go away, and it's just going to be a big cloud hanging over Boston. How do you think it's going to turn out this season in Boston? Um, I, I really look at the situation like differently than a lot of people, but it's like I want to hear all mm-hmm. of the information before I really start spilling on it. Uh. They're yeah. suspending him. They might as well just tell him that he's fired. Um, I yeah. wouldn't want to sit out for a year and then come back and coach that with that organization while somebody's upstairs spilling the beans on me off of something that I did outside of the organization. And not not to say that I'm condoning this, please, Sports City, please just vibe with me. I don't think there's anywhere in any rule book, anywhere in the city of Boston or the state of Massachusetts that says that he can't have an affair. Not to say, like, I want to see him mess around outside of Nia Long or something like that, because God knows I grew mm-hmm. up loving Nia Long, especially from Boys in the Hood things and stuff like that. But you, you're telling mm-hmm. me that they said this is conduct detrimental to the team. Human beings have affairs. Like, like it, it, it happens. Not to say it's going to happen, it happens. And um, however this, this stuff had came out, it came out, and, and he's facing that suspension for a year long, indefinitely, so on and so forth. This team just made the finals, and he has those young guns together, and they've already been talking out for the past, I want to say three years, two to three years, that they were going to get rid of either Jalen Brown or or Tatum, but Tatum is immersed, so they can't get rid of Tatum, so Jalen Brown is trying to stick around. If if there's Mm -hmm. another coach that comes in there like the interim or the guy that's holding the seat and can't keep those personalities together, you're going to watch Boston – turn into the 1998-97 type of Celtics before Paul Pierce came there. Well, you didn't know who was there other than, like, Eric Williams, Antoine Walker, like, things of that nature. Chauncey Billups sliding in and out of that roster. Like, like come on, this is what the Celtics going to end up looking like. If y'all don't – if y'all don't – with McCarty, too. If you want to throw McCarty in there, okay, fine. <laughs> a three here and there. But, like, come on. This is this, this, this what you're going to look like. And um, yeah, while they're young – why you got Al Horford trying to be the anchor there? Because he's 37 or 38 years old. He's getting ready to leave if he didn't leave this year. And um, when he and then when Udoka comes back, he's going to be older and ready to go. You lose a defensive anchor. Robert Williams is um, dealing with a surgery right now, so you don't even have the big man in the paint. There's a lot of chemistry loss with that organization, and I don't think it's just the fact that Udoka has so many things swirling around within, well, outside of the organization. It, it, it's just crazy uh, what the Celtics are facing going into this upcoming season, and it's right here at the doorstep, too. And literally, upon intended, he got caught at a doorstep. Yeah, I mean, it, there's so many things to unpack with this whole thing. And, and like, uh, I mean, like, every time I see something online or I'm, on, you know, scrolling through, I see, like, you know, like, Malika Andrews from ESPN pops up with it. I'm like, whoa, God, my God. It's like everywhere. It's insane. But um, serious, talk to me about the Mayadoka situation and how, um, how Boston can survive this, this scandal that's going on in Boston. 
I'm not sure if they can, to be honest with you. I honestly think that this is something that's going to literally hover and haunt the Boston Celtics for not just this year, but for subsequent years going forward. I, I don't know how Ime Udoka returns to that locker room. I, I just don't know how because at the end of the day, you know, he was caught doing whatever he was doing with whomever he was doing it with within that organization. So you suspend him for a year. He goes through the, the, the court of public opinion, gets dragged on social media and everything else that's going on, and then you want him to come back and look at his players and look at, you know, potentially the, the, the same group of people that he was, you know, you know, doing sexually explicit stuff with or whatever the case may be. I, I think this is something that's going to hang over the Boston Celtics uh, for a significant period of time. Um, you know, Danny Ainge, who is the president or whatever the case may be, is now frustrated because not only is he having to deal with this, but, you know, there are people that are photoshopping and leaking Brad pictures of Brad, Brad Stevens. Excuse me. Brad Stevens is frustrated because there's people that are photoshopping and, 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 and linking, mm-hmm. you know, various, you know, employees to, to the situation. No, no names have been mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this 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 the very – that's again not illegal, but it's you know it, it definitely you know if you're married and you know have a relationship or whatever it's something that you don't need to be involving yourself with, um, you know it's gonna hang over them for the rest of this season and, and seasons to come. It's it's it, it, it's it's something. It's something. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it like, why didn't you just fire him? Like when it listen if if it if they're saying that didn't release, they didn't leak it, right? The information didn't come from them. Somebody got the information and leaked it, and then they, you know, are re- uh-huh. reactive, not proactive about the whole situation. If it didn't leak, you can suspend them for a year and then have to answer the questions. So, you know, it was something detrimental to the team, blah, 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 and that's it. But once it leaks, you got to fire them. Like, you either fire him or, or you keep him, and he's got to answer the questions every day. Suspending him is such a weak move. Like, you know, you're suspending him for, quote, unquote, having a consensual relationship. And I, we Correct. know that that's not the whole situation. That's not the whole – I can guarantee you, and TP, I know you, you probably feel the same way, something else happened. Something else happened that HR is keeping quiet, an NBA was signed that nobody can talk about. It's a legal ramification because when I read the quote from Woj, it said, inappropriate but consensual relationship. The inappropriate part struck me right off the bat. So he did something inappropriate. It might not have been this consensual relationship. This might be a separate incident. Something else happened. They're not telling us what it is, but now you got to answer the questions every day because you all you did was suspend we'll this guy for a year. After, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to interrupt. I mean, the thing that bothers me is the fact that we we're sitting here speculating. Like the the right. the, the incident, the, the the incident, you know, could be a bylaw. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about he, he broke mm-hmm. team protocol, the set and the third, and that could be the 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 questionable incident. You know, they they they, they didn't go into explicit details as to, as to what took place, but all we know is that it was quote unquote consensual. 
You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 it's not often I jump on here and, and, and agree with, you know, the ESPN guy. Um, but in this particular situation, why in the world leak the situation to begin with? Like, this reminds me a lot of potentially what happened with Herm Edwards, you know, in Arizona right. State, which we still haven't even spoken, which we still haven't even spoken about yet. You know what I'm saying? I think this is maybe something of somebody got, you know, he was talking with one and, you know, somebody else caught wind of it or, you know, the relationship between he and a player went south or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden now, you know what I'm saying, this is coming out. Like this this, this, this is not an isolated issue. This is not something that was caught in the vacuum. I, I believe this is something that's been going on for a significant period of time. And had in a Udoka you know, not rub somebody the wrong way or getting somebody's bad side or, you know, DM too many, you know, employees or chicks or whatever, this may not have came out. But, you know, I would keep I, I want to kind of wait until, you know, the, the the stuff comes out that way we don't have to speculate. But this is this this this, right. this is wild, man. This, this is wild. You know, and and again now, you know, I well, here's the crazy thing. This is something I didn't know. Maybe TP or you guys knew about it. You know, now Shaq's coming out talking about his shortcomings mm-hmm. and, you know, how he was a big cheater. And, you know, this is going to spawn more people to come out and capitalize, if you will, on this situation, which is not which is not good. You know, now, again, Shaq has, I guess, been reformed or whatever because they've been he's doing well, but like, this is not good. This is going to be something that's going to be headlining every talk show, TNT, inside the mm-hmm. NBA, you know. you know, It's going to headline anything. And if you're a Boston Celtics fan and or a player, I don't understand how you can focus on basketball now. Like, you reach you reached the mountain top of season to go get to the NBA Finals. There's no way to you can focus on basketball now. You can't. You literally can't, and that's that was the point. Like this team will not get this team will limp into the playoffs. I guarantee it because there's no way you can come back from this. It's just going to be such a distraction for the whole year. And then if he does come back, it's going to be a distraction. That's why you fire him and you were done with it. You're basically keeping him on the payroll so he doesn't go to another team. But you're not handling the situation. Because you still have them there, you're, you're making it worse. Like, it, it, something else happened. I, I'm, I'm positive of it, you know. And, and like, you know, listen, Shaq, you know, came out because they asked him. They wanted his opinion about it. He's like, I can't talk. You know, I got, you know, glass. You know, that he without sin cast the first stone. I cast a bunch of stones. You know what I mean? Like, he can't do it, right? So, uh, but you know, listen, everybody's getting their name off it. You know, like I said, Malik Andrews is getting getting a lot of pull off of it because of the, the, the female aspect of it. If it was consensual and, and Doka's name is being dragged, but not the female, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, you can be all pro-women all you want. Like, there's things to the tango. You know what I mean? He didn't do it by himself. So, it, and that's the sad part. Like, I, it's something nobody wants to talk about. It's that important. I don't care about his relationship. I don't care that he cheated on Nina Long. I, do, I mean, listen, Nina Long's famous, but I don't know her. I don't know him either. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I'm about ball. So, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. So, um, and we're not going to be finished talking, but it's, it's not going away. It's just not going away. Call the number 929-477-2759. We'll get for another 30-plus minutes. Let's get to some NFL. You know what? I got to 
we got to talk about Herm Edwards, man, because this is ridiculous. This guy was fired right after the game at Arizona State, and it's now it's starting to come out that his assistant coaches were sabotaging him, basically to, you know, working against him to get him fired during the game. Um, TP, I don't know if you heard anything about this. It's, you know, once I start getting more information on it, it's disgusting what I'm starting to hear about how this guy was basically set up. Um, I don't know. Did you hear anything about it, TP? I didn't hear what you're hearing. I seen the firing. So I was talking about it on the brunch Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. The way that they did it, I, I don't feel like it was uh, professional. I think it was tasteless. Uh, they waited for that game, and, of course, Arizona State lost. The AD and some you, you could tell somebody of importance, they were standing in the end zone waiting for him to come toward them, and he walked toward them. Right. They said words for like 30 seconds, and you could tell he got distraught after, like, they said what they said. He shook their hand, and they all started walking toward the locker room. So you could tell that's when they told him that. And it's like, y'all can handle that better because he basically probably had to address those players after a loss mm-hmm. and then had to tell them, well, I'm out of here, and y'all figure it out yourselves. And I, I just feel totally different about it. Um, Arizona State has not really been – talked about for years. I mean, since probably Jake the Snake, really, where I really want to think that they've been mentionable when Plummer was around. But other than that, like, they, they he tried to help lift them. They can't really pull in the athletes that they want down there because in the Pac-12, you know where they're trying to go. They're trying to go to USC or Washington or Washington State or Oregon. Oregon. They're, they're not really trying to go mm-hmm. to Arizona State to play football. They're probably going down there for something else or baseball, like their baseball team is noticeable since, you know, the Barry Bonds days on up or, you know, basketball, mm-hmm. if you will, when the stuff that was going crazy. But they're not noticeably known football-wise. So for him to try to give it that go, I want to hear more of what you know or what, what's swirling around the story that you got so I can just get more yeah. of the, you know, synopsis of it. But it's it's just it's puzzling that they did him like that, let alone he's a former professional football player, former professional football coach, and – they didn't give him the right let off, but I, I I guess that's their way down there in Arizona. Yeah, so, I mean, the report came out Monday when I heard this, is that, you know, Arizona State staffers leaked info to opponents to get him fired. Basically, a, a, a report to the Athletics said, and I'm going to read it verbatim because I don't want to paraphrase it, um, an opposing coach recently told the Athletics that it wasn't hard to get intel on this season's team because someone, some within Arizona State Athletics wanted a coaching change. So basically you call them up, hey, what do you got for a game plan? Oh, here you go. Here's everything you need to know because they wanted to get him fired. Basically sabotaging uh, Herm Edwards. It's speculation, but it's running rampant. The Athletic has it. Uh, I'm reading it off of Yahoo. If it's true, it's disgusting. It's Absolutely disgusting. Serious. I, I know you heard about Arizona State. Love to get your opinion. And I think hopefully I got Mike yeah. back. I'm going to bring him in in a minute. You know, honestly, man, this is this this is heinous. This is very, very, um, very, very gutter butt, if you will, disrespectful. You know, I, I don't understand how. You know, this this is why you, you this is why people say you really have to watch the circle you keep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because these these guys, you know, were employed by Herm Edwards. 
his staff mm-hmm. was employed by him. He interviewed them. He felt comfortable with them. He felt as though this is the people who I can invite on my ship to help me lead this team. Come to find out that these are the same people that are going behind your back to get you fired. It's, 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 it's bad enough that the play on the field was was subpar. The play on the field didn't, didn't you know, get him fired. It, it was coaches and, and people around him leaking information and, and, and game film and, and things of that nature to intentionally sabotage this man. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm Herm, if I'm Herm Edwards, how do you put head to pillow and, and get up? You know, knowing that the people that you invited into your circle, into your world, were the very people that was used to get you out of there. That's like, you know, that that, that that's the essential. And me inviting somebody to my home because they're homeless, and them trying to mess with my wife. That's what that that, that that's essentially what took place. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have a, a, a dollar to your name, a clothes in your back, a, a pot to, you know, pee in, and yet this is how you repay me? This is what you do for me? Like if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired. So be it. But to, for, 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 for you to give them the knife to stab me? Like, I don't understand how hard yeah. that was is, is, is not going mental right now, you know. I, I heard the report. I saw the report. Um, oh, and, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say, man. You know, shout out to Herm Edwards, you know. I, I really hope that he finds it in his heart to forgive these men uh, and these people one day and that he eventually lands on his feet. Um, again, I would love to see him. Uh, back in the booth somewhere, um, you know, I just, I, it, it, it bothered me on so many different levels. I mean, it bothered me. Yeah, it bothered me when I heard it. I, I was like, and we're not talking about it. I'm glad we're bringing it up because it's disgusting. Um, you're right, man. These coaches owe their job to her members because most, most of the times, he, you know, these head coaches bring their guys in when they leave. You know, they bring them with them to the next job and get, make sure they get them taken care of, you know, make sure that they stay on or have a shot to stay on the staff so that they can finish out and get, you know, because it's hard for these guys to get another job and for them to sabotage it is disgusting. Uh, TP, I don't know if you wanted to chime in on it before I bring Mike, Mike back in. No, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's so much stuff going on in Arizona right now and, we kind of got away from it, you know, especially when we talked about it last week here in the cookout with Starver. And um, just looking at the way that they got rid of him right now, just like it, 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 it's only Arizona, man. You just got to look at the dynamic of Arizona. Arizona, uh, like, how do they say it? You you can't change the stripes off a tiger's back. And that, that's what Arizona is until they prove otherwise, for real. Like, I, I don't think you know they want somebody else there. The same way they got rid of. Uh, and this is the different Arizona when he was with the Wildcats with Rich Rodriguez. They got rid of him. They did um, mm-hmm. with the um, Sumlin. They did coach Sumlin down there dirty too. Like so many different coaches in that state of Arizona, they already got people pegged that they want there, and it don't even turn out that way. It's a vicious cycle called karma, and I believe in that word heavily. And, and it's gonna keep continuing swirling around that entire state 
not just that one university. It's happening all around there. So, um, I mean, what goes around comes around. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It's 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 the pattern down there. Well, I think I got Mike back, so I'm gonna bring him in. Mike, uh, we're talking about uh, Arizona State coach Herm Edwards being fired and the circumstances or the how it happened and the behind the scenes that's going on. I don't know if you heard anything about it. Yeah, I think it's a sad deal. I mean, listen, you know, they they brought home from Edwards in because of his experience in the National Football League and because, uh, you know, a recognizable name and a guy that maybe recruit and bring in guys. Uh, some of the results have not necessarily been field. Um but it sounds like, you know, he was staff and didn't make some of the, uh, you know, didn't hire some staff. And unfortunately, sometimes you find that out a little bit too. You know, I, I was kind of curious as to what that environment and what it was about when, when uh, you know, Jaden Daniels um after being there for years, he had a, a really good 20 season, uh, 2019 season. And, uh, last year struggled a little bit, but mm-hmm. had good talent. And so, uh, you know, when when a guy that had two years transferred out, it kind of left me sort of scratching my head and what on there um, because it's not the opportunity to play. So he comes, you know, to the SEC, he's playing there. Um, I've always liked, uh, I've always liked Herm Edwards. Uh, see where he's been. He's um, uh, entertaining. He's a guy that you just, uh, it's hard not to root for him and want to see him be successful. I think he'll have another, I, I think at this point in his life, it's probably, you know, in a boost some. Um, I don't know that I'm a head job like uh, on the NFL level again. Uh, I think that uh, it's a shame to see it happen to him like this. And, but you're right. I mean, karma is uh, karma's tough, and I think that uh, I think that this is a definite spike for this program. And I, honestly, I think in some uh, her methods, man, but. Um, too much class to spend too much time uh, on that organization anyway. So I think um, this may be addition by by subtraction, getting getting situation with all this drama and people, uh, you know, people that just sort of uh, like you said, people that that handed them the 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 or the knife to 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 try to take it to try to stab him in the back or to stab him in the back and get him out of there. So. Um, it's unfortunate. I hate to see it, uh, but you know, Herm's going to be fine. And much respect and, and appreciation to what he's done, and, and just the person he's been, and the, and the presence that he's had over the entire game of football for the couple decades, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's a shame. It's you know, he's a classy guy, you know, so you don't want to see something like this happen to Herm and that. Hope more information comes out on this. I'm sure we'll be, we'll be talking about this in the weeks to come, but I definitely didn't want to let this uh, show go by without 
mentioning it. Thank you, Sirius, for bringing it to my uh, back into the front of my brain. So, uh, but I want to switch gears to NFL while we got a little bit of time left. Um, you know, less than twenty minutes. So, uh, keep it concise, keep it quick, but keep it informative. All right, let's, let's get to, let's get through this plate so we can get out of here. But uh, NFL week week three is in the books. Um, you know, Tom Brady and, and, and Aaron Rodgers uh, battled in a low-scoring game. We said it in the chat. It was going to be a low-scoring game. The villain was right. Um, you know, the pack came out on top uh, with Tampa Bay dealing with a lot of injuries. Now Tampa Bay goes to uh, – they're at home to face the Chiefs. Not sure if that game's going to happen with Hurricane uh, uh, Ian going on. Um, if you got family or friends down there, you know, pray for them. I got family down in that area. I talked to them yesterday. Hopefully they're they're getting out of there. Um, hopefully everybody does. But, um, you know, that game might be moved to Minnesota if it does take place. But, TP, I want to talk about that game real quick. Um, who needs that game more after um, the Week 3 performance? Is it Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs or T- Tom Brady and the Buccaneers that need to get this win on uh, Sunday night football? Of course, it's the Buccaneers because they haven't really showed that they're strong in scoring. Of course, you respect Brady on the field and Leonard Fournette is able to get it done, but after the melee that happened down there in New Orleans with Mike Evans, that pulled him off of the field due to suspension. Julio Jones, I hate to say this, I respect your name. After the season, you might have to ponder retiring the way that your body is letting you down. Um they have to have that consistency out there to give Brady the gall in his last potential season. I don't know if he goes after this season, but they do have the guns to go, but they just haven't been able to light the scoreboard up. I feel at any given moment with Mahomes in that office, they can put points on the board. Um, and even if they do lose the game up against the Bucks, I still feel like they can end up winning the AFC West. I really see the Raiders pummeling and uh, – the charges are going the wrong direction also, especially with Herbert being hurt too. And, and Denver, I mean, they be, they may be two and one, but I, I don't think a lot of teams in the AFC respect that two and one. They're going to fight them tooth and nail. So I think the Chiefs actually have a little cushion or leeway. Uh, meanwhile, the Bucks, I mean, they're atop of the NFC South at the point in time, but um, I think anything can happen because Brady is 45. You got to think he's playing with a bunch of kids. He's playing with 21, 22-year-olds, and he's 45 years old still trying to make it happen. And all of those kids watched him. Man, he watched these guys actually be born, you know? like So um, (laughs) it's a tough scenario. Of course, he's he's still making it happen. But I think the Bucs, they got to do as much damage as they can to at least get some home field and play in uh, Raymond James and trying to win on the road while he's older. I mean, he did it two years ago, but I don't think he's able to do it again now. Yeah, I yeah I I gotta agree. I think Tampa Bay needs it more than Kansas. City. Even though Kansas City that was a bad loss, I I still think I kind of agree with you, Mike. What do you think? Who needs that game more? Uh, is it Brady or is it Mahomes? I think it's uh, I think it's Brady for the. I think Tampa needs to be at home um, in the playoffs if they can. And so you want to mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to lose any more uh, ground in the. Uh, in the NFC, you're two and one right now. You're tied with, uh, you know, if you end up finishing same as the Packers, you're going to lose that tiebreaker there uh, with this pass loss. So, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's critical. Um, if I had to put a must win for either team, I, but as well, I think either team will be fine. 
uh, regardless of, you know, to be played. They'll both have, you know, 13 more bites at the apple if you will, um, after this week. So, uh, but but I would agree with uh, Tom Brady and Tampa. Yeah, absolutely. Serious. What do you think about who who needs this game more? Is it Kansas City or is it the, uh, or is it the Bucks that needs this you, W and we four? You know what? People are saying Tampa Bay, um, and I'm I'm really gonna flip it on its ear and go Kansas City, and here's why. Um, Kansas City plays in the AFC. We all, you know, before the season started, really, you know, touted the AFC as a, a murderer's row, if you will. Uh, Buffalo, even though they lost, you know, this past week is going to be formidable. Um, we don't know what in the world is going to happen uh, in that division that they're in. You know, obviously the Raiders are, you know, kind of play themselves and, uh, but the AFC's are gone, and you really have to stack chips and get some hay in the barn, if you will, while, while you can. And, and losing the way that they did on, on Sunday to a team that, again, has, hasn't played well is inexcusable. So I think, honestly, with the situation at hand, with Tampa Bay being, you know, uprooted and potentially relocated, with Brady not having the chemistry with his with any type of weapon that he has, um, I think this is more important for Kansas City to re-solidify themselves as a legitimate contender up in the AFC. I, I, I think the NFC is going to be, I don't say a cakewalk, if you will, but I honestly believe that the NFC, it, you know, Tom Brady and, and company uh, can win the division probably blindfolded, if you will. Um you know, I'm not. We're, we're not really a fan of the Carolina Panthers. We're not really a fan of the Jameis Winston-led, you know, Saints. No disrespect to Mr. Harvey sitting here. Uh, we're really not a fan of the Carolina Panthers. So at the end of the day, there's really no competition in that division, in my opinion, for Tom Brady. Uh, there is going to be competition for that division for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think the Chiefs need this one a little more. I can see that because you can't lose ground in the AFC and, and losing two games, especially one game that you shouldn't have lost to the Colts. That's, that's a tough one to come back from. You've got to make up that game and on the road against Tampa Bay. That's a game you've got to make up because you lost a game that you should, had no business losing in the first place. So uh, I can see that. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Mike Evans should be back for that game after his one-game suspension. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Tampa's defense is top three in the league easily. So. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup for those, for those two teams. Uh, TP, I, I got to ask because we, we, we hinted at it. Um, we talked about Aaron Judge and, and how he's, he's going to print money. Another guy that was mentioned, and, and rightfully so, is, is Lamar Jackson. Um, having a ridiculous season so far, only three games in, but he's on pace to have 68 total touchdowns. It's insane. And over five, yeah, I think over 5,400 yards passing. Um, is two parter, two parter for you, TP. Is he an MVP? You know, front runner right now, and can he get respect put on his name? For both of those questions that you just asked me, in 1997, March 25th, <clears throat> an album came out. It was called Life After Death, and uh, mm-hmm. track eight, the song was called What's Beef. 
And do you know how the song started? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how I went with Mr. Kevin That's exactly how I answered both those questions. I answered both of those questions with three simple words. Ha, 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 ha. Like, that's it. Is he an MVP? Yes. Like, what? Do they put respect on his name? They better. Like, like what What else do we need to do? Like, everybody, oh, he can't throw. Mm-hmm. All he want to do is run. He needs to do, He's doing it still with nobody. And they was like, I don't want to hear it. He got it. Really. Who did he have? He still got DuVernay. He, he had DuVernay doing moss balls to people. Like, DuVernay doing jump ball routes with people. He went up in the in the Belichick <laughs> world, a.k.a. Massachusetts, and put up 40 on them. He's going around here doing this left and right and still scrambling. Still getting seventy yard touchdowns all on the run. Like I don't know what else the market do. I and I, I have this argument almost every day. And serious no, I have this. And other people know where I'm at almost every day. Like and hearing people argue about Lamar doing this, Lamar doing that. You we are all lucky that Lamar don't have a receiver that could be a threat downfield. If he had one, we'd be in trouble, honey. Like like real bad. Like Lucky he got Mark Andrews, and Mark Andrews is a damager at the tight end position because I love Mark Andrews as a tight end. But, I mean, if he had any more guns outside, it'd be like it's, it's not fair. It's at least fair that he don't have that and, and got an offensive line that ain't the best in the world. But, I mean, Lamar clearly is doing damage. And um, I, I actually – and I'm nowhere near a Raven fan, but I am a Lamar Jackson fan. I can't even lie. I pray that this dude stay upright for the entire season – all the way to week 18, and if they potentially push the playoffs and if they win or lose, however it go down, I want to see him healthy because then I want to see Baltimore mm-hmm. make up their mind. Y'all going to get rid of him or keep him because I want to see what y'all do, and if y'all throw him some BS, let him be out because then y'all going to have to build off of Huntley or some other quarterback, and y'all going to be back in rebuild mode with no receivers out there, none. Um, so Baltimore got to pick their poison. I know they're they're betting on themselves that they think Lamar going to get hurt, but this is a different time and era where they used to laugh at black quarterbacks. Guess what black quarterbacks are doing at the masses, especially in the people in the front office. They are saying, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, he, oh, he can't throw the ball. He's got 10 touchdown passes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he runs too much. and It's like if when Josh Allen does it, you know, he's a dual threat. He's such a dangerous guy. When Lamar does it, oh, he runs too much. Oh, he can't do it. We know what it is. You know, respect this dude. Respect his gangster. Respect his gangster. But, I mean, Mike, talk to me. Is Lamar is Lamar going to print money this season? And is he an MVP? Because. Because <laughs> laughing now, Baltimore. Like, uh, you called the Charm City. Well, you're going to got to keep him around since you didn't uh, give him had a chance. Um, listen, he's going to be able to give. Um, and if Baltimore doesn't give it to him, somebody. So, um, I echo my brother T.P. saying that I hope he gets healthy because he's getting off to a tremendous start to this season. Early return is good um, on what he brings to that table. Uh, and just, you know, keep saying, you know, hey, man, listen. Unbelievers keep saying what y'all don't think he can do, and then just sit back and shine week after week after week, and then uh, hey, he's gonna be the one laughing all the way to the bank, whether it's Baltimore or somebody else. 
They don't mess around and have to guarantee $300 million. <laughs> Or, you know what, somebody will. I, I bet you I bet you if the, if the Ravens let him hit free agency, I bet you the Giants would be calling. Danny, you can, you can go. Lamar, I let me talk to you. New Orleans right let me talk to you. Yeah. There's, there's teams that would do it. There's teams that would do it. Even if they do have a quarterback in tow, there's teams that would take take in and, and gladly take go, that I would go drive the truck. I would go drive the truck I mean, to more New Orleans for him. All four, all four of our teams would do it. Detroit would do it. The Giants would do it. Ford would do it. And New Orleans would do it in a heartbeat. Like, pay that man his money. You screwed up. You thought you can get over on him. And you know what? Everybody won't try to, you know, even I said, it, you know, he should just have an agent. You know what? He's, he did everything right. We, we could say whatever he wants. He, 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 serious, go ahead take it before we get out of here because I, 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 just love, I just love it. I love the energy. You know, the, the good book said, give honor what honor is due. You know, everybody sitting here knows how much I cannot stand this guy. Um, however, what he's doing right now, and I mentioned it a little bit ago when we were talking about Aaron Judge um, mm. and him printing money. Like, he bet on himself, um, and right now he's winning. I, I, I didn't. I honestly hope, and again, this is just me just being vindictive and evil. I honestly <laughs> hope that he goes. I hope he goes out and balls out. I hope he stays healthy. I hope he throws sixty touchdowns, runs for a thousand yards. I hope he goes out and has Madden-like numbers, because the more he does well, like Aaron Judge, the more that price is going to go up, and Baltimore don't like plants. They, they they don't pay people. They they, they mm. just don't. They, they they leave you on your rookie deal and then when it's time for you to get paid, they let you hit free agency and you go get your money elsewhere. Lamar Jackson's gonna be the first one that be like F Ron is on out. And I'm here for it. As a Stiller fan, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he deserves it, you know. And I, I just hate the slander that goes back. Yeah, listen, all right, he's one and three in the playoffs. You know, there's a lot of guys that didn't start off well in the playoffs, and you know, look at them now. Like, not everybody can in their first year, like Tom Brady, automatically win the Super Bowl, or their first full healthy year, like you know Joe Burrow, take you to a Super Bowl. It doesn't happen very often. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, just, you know, give the dude props. Like, he's the best player in the league right now. He's playing the best football right now. There's a lot of, like, Tua's playing well. Um, you know, Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. Micah Parsons is playing great football. But right now, for my money, that's the guy right there. Lamar Jackson's that dude. And you know what? He can, He is a dual threat. And so what? You can't stop it. You know what I mean? You know, I wish you could. You have a whole week to try. You still can't. So, you know, put some respect on it. So, you know what I mean? I, I totally agree with you guys, man. He's going to get his money, man. Um, real quick before we get out of here. Um, so, you know, we got a bunch of games going uh, this week. Is is there any is there any upset that anybody can see on the schedule that, you know, before you guys get into it on Sunday, is there any game that you think, oh, man, this might be an upset uh, victory like TP? Do you think anybody can uh, – you know, upset the favorite. You know what I mean? 
Um, tomorrow, potentially. The Bengals probably can do it, but I think the Dolphins will roll into being 4-0. It depends on what two is looking like. I don't know if he's a full goal or not, but um, I think tomorrow's game is going to be pretty interesting. I really feel like anybody could get behind center, and as long as they make the decent throws with that, that receiving core, they are actually getting better and get better game by game. It, it's going to be tough, but um, people got their work cut out for them. I think the Cowboys may end up losing, too. Um, the commanders have been getting punched in the face ever since they win week one, and um, they haven't really mm. found their step. I think they might be able to do it in the uh, the old rivalry in the NFC East, too. So that's another game, too, just to watch. I hope they do, man. I damn. Cowboys, man. But, uh, <sighs> I, uh, I hate, I I'm hate sorry. it. I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, well, you it's, asked me. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have that direct line. I didn't directly line that up with you. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to do it off the top know, of my head. I know. Like, I know. It's it's like one of my favorite uh, Jay-Z songs, Politics as Usual, in, in you know, when JP says, I hate him, you know, that's just how I feel. I hate him. <laughs> but, you know, only thing worse is the Eagles. And, you know, they might be the best team in football. We'll see. But, Jace, uh, any upsets you got? You know what? I, I Again, I'm not going to take away from the show on Sunday, but there's a couple that come to mind. First and foremost, that Philadelphia Eagle-Jackson for Jaguar game is very much intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars go for real, and if you want to step on the stage and announce yourself, this is a game that you find a way to win. The second game that's going to come to mind, in my opinion, we kind of just hit on it, the Buffalo Bills played the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the Bills are favored. That's going to be a game. I believe the Bills, I believe the Bills are at home. Um, mm-hmm. and so that that's that's a game, and obviously TP alluded to the this one of the third game I wanted to mention. I think the Commanders find a way to get a win against the Dallas Cowboys. I think they find a way to neutralize their 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 rush. I think they generate enough rush to get to uh, Cooper Rush. I think that. They they have the better weapons on the outside and Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel. Um, I think they figure out a way to frustrate Cooper Rush enough to to get a win. So I, I think those are the three. I can keep going, but those are the three I wanted to highlight. Yeah, I, I do. I do like that. And Detroit better win TP because they shouldn't have blown that game against the Vikings, man. This is this team. Oh, don't, should don't, be, say, don't, say they. don't say they. Don't don't say they. Don't say they. Say he. Say he blew the game. He. Don't say they. Yeah. They did Who's exactly he? what they needed to do. Daniel Campbell blew that game. Say he. Okay. Don't say no. they. All you had to do was kick the ball a few times. If you'd have punted and played field position position, they'd have won that game. No, he wants to go. He went for a fourth down six times in an NFL game, and we were four for six. Good thing that offense so powerful, but it was four for six on mm. fourth down. You listen, you're up three, and you're in Minnesota. Make them work for it. You're giving them the ball at the fifty yard line, and all they got to do is kick a field goal to tie or a touchdown to win, and they scored a touchdown to go up four. Like you're you're not playing smart. Like somebody has to like yeah. 
you know how they say you got to save the player from, you know, hurting the team. You, you got to save the coach mm-hmm. from hurting the team. You, this is they got to do with him. Like him. He cost him. And he even said, I couldn't even wait to hear the presser. I heard the presser, and he said, yeah, it was my fault. We lost the game. And But what he said was ridiculous because he said, we should have went for it. It's like, again, so we went for it seven times or four times. <laughs> what else are you doing, bro? Like, what else are you doing? Okay. I listen, somebody, somebody go get him, man. Somebody go get him, man. I mean, he's changing the culture. Oh the offense God. is great, but it's like we were doing good. We we had control of that game all game long until the last four minutes of the game and just let them get yeah. the game. Like, no. Every, and, and Okuda and, and – Jeff Okuda was locking up Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. He was locked. He's in prison. He was in prison. Okuda, yo, you get mm-hmm. stars and stripes for what you're doing. You done locked up Terry McLaurin. You done locked up um, um, Devontae Smith. And you locked up um, Justin Jefferson three straight weeks. All, all three out the gate. Matt, please. Dan Campbell, you owe us one, man. That's a big loss. He does. a big loss. I think he trusted the offense more than he trusted his defense. And I, yeah, that's right. Why I think hey, that, don't even it. get me started, bro. You talking about man, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, and let's, I got to yeah, hear from my mom. Know. My mom a Viking fan, so I got to hear it worse. Like, some <laughs> lady, I can't, hang up, I can't hang up the phone on her. I got to hear it. Like, oh, nope. man. <laughs> no, no, you can't hang up your mama because she call you right back. What's wrong with you? Yeah, so you know what are you gonna do? So, You're like, "Mama, leave me alone!" Mama, leave me alone! Get out of here, man! Oh, you know, man. you got some black eyed peas to make. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a pot of them black eyed peas. Get out of here, man! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, listen, they should be three and zero, man. I thought they they had that game against the Eagles too, but listen, I like them. I I like them to make a run, man, to really make a serious wild card run. So. Uh, but they got to get these wins. Seattle at home, you got to get that win, no questions asked. So we'll see what happens. I like Jacksonville too, man. I really, you know, they they can score on anybody. I put in the article. Uh, you got Zay Jones, start them. Um, listen, I like that. I like that offense, man. I like that team. They, you know, it, what a difference a coach makes. Urban Meyer, <laughs> be gone. Uh, but uh, Mike, any upsets you got, and then you can give us a close. We can start going around. I think I think you still yeah, here. So, yeah. So a couple of interesting ones I you kinda of hit on, on tomorrow night. That's gonna be interesting to me. So is Buffalo and uh mm-hmm. and Boston. Also curious to mm-hmm. see with this Denver offense not looking very good. Um I think that's kind of a trap, man, with uh, you know, the the Raiders eventually are going to have to win. Um, so uh, that's an interesting game to me. Uh, that Denver game also, uh, and uh, curious to see. You know, as of right now, I picked the what's going to happen between now and Sunday. Listen, the Forty ers were a bad matchup for the Rams last season. They hammered them twice in the in the regular season and came very close to knocking them off in the um, championship game. And so I'm sure the 49ers will be uh, dog Monday night. So that's another one I'm curious to see, you know, how that team back uh, and what happens there. Now you're like, okay, you've got your first start. And in a couple weeks, hopefully, like, you're going to have your timing down a little bit. I'm curious to see that one. And then the other one that um, I'm really, really curious to see is, listen, uh, that Chargers team looks 
last week. And part of it's because of Herbert's injuries and whatever else. But that lost. They didn't just lose to Jacksonville. Listen, they got they got the or kick in. Uh, like Jacksonville came in like they table. They ate the big piece of chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so that Chargers team is going to have to really, really bounce back. Uh, that they could be in danger of losing to Lovey Smith and the Texans this weekend if they don't play any better than they did this past weekend. Happened, but <clears throat> I mean, uh, stranger things have happened in this sport. So, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens uh, there as far as the plug and the closeout. Man, as always, get to SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the blog. Check out the uh, articles we got coming out. Uh, man, the villains are putting in work on those articles. So uh, check out what we got going on. Uh, Sirius just recorded another finger food, finger foods today. So check out all the different things we got going on the website, phiapparel.co, for all your Philly clothing needs, man. Eagles are hot right now. Uh, so, you know, hey, man, y'all, even the bandwagon fans, you want some Philly clothes, man, reach out to phiapparel.co. Use chefs to check out for a 15% off discount. And then, uh, man, check out the Barbershop on Clubhouse. Uh, over 13,000 continue to grow. We've got rooms every day. Come in and be part of, uh, be part of our culture and our family there, man. Much respect to TP. Without him, I wouldn't be here, man. And uh, love to the chefs, man. It's always a lot of fun to sit here and chop it up with you guys, bro. And uh, let's hope that, uh, that my Saints can uh, find a little bit of life as they go across the pond and play uh, play Minnesota this weekend. Maybe we can help the Lions out a little bit as well uh, and take care of the uh, Vikings. Uh, that game will be going on while Timeless and I are doing the uh, Sunday morning brunch uh, this Sunday morning. Also, uh NFL free for all football uh, show on Tuesday nights, and then our show uh, right now on Wednesday. So check out all of our uh, shows and whatever. You can also listen to us on uh, you know, your Amazon devices, your smart speakers, whatever else. All you got to do is ask them to play Sports City Chefs, man, and it'll come right up. You can listen to us uh, anytime, right, right through your speakers in your home, man. So uh, check us out. Continue to support us. The more clicks, the more support we get. Uh, the more we'll continue to uh, keep giving content, man, and. Uh, Respect everybody, man, and until next week or until Sunday, man. Lazy labels or rule out here. He does a he does a closeout better than I do, TP. He, he, he covers all the bases. I ain't got caught, man. I ain't, you ain't got to say no more. You ain't got to rhyme no more. We <laughs> busy, man. Sports City Chef, we in the building, man. We doing a lot, man. Uh, TP's got that that crossover cafe coming back soon. NBA is back. Uh, college basketball is back. My Huskies, we coming, TP, we coming. You got a nice recruiting class coming there in UConn, so get, get, let's get it together. But, but it's it's a great time of year. Football, baseball is getting into October. Um, this going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, we're going to have a lot of things cooking on Sports City Chefs. So, um, yeah, shout-out to our, our sponsor, PHI Apparel, been working with us for a while now. So, um, shout out to them. Um, shout out to all, you know the clubhouse. Shout out to everybody listening to our shows. We got NFL free for all. The timeless brunch on Sunday at nine o'clock. Obviously, be you know, in that nine thirty game will have will be going on while the eleven o'clock show is is running. So um, you know the first game from London. So it's going to be a lot of fun doing that. So um, TP, you know what to do, man. Get us out of here. You know. What I'm <clears throat> Watch out for that Chargers game, like they said. Joey Bosa is going under surgery, I think, today or tomorrow. So he's out. He went under surgery. 
So 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 he's already had it. I, I'm I'm staying corrected. So that defense was getting pummeled by the Jags that came across the country, and Khalil Mack ain't get <laughs> home at all really. So um they they mm. got their work cut off for him, and the Texans beat them last year too. So um. The Chargers have their hands full. Ask for a pick for tomorrow. I am going to pick the Dolphins to win that game. Hopefully, Tua can give it a go. There's a lot of stuff swirling around, especially with legal, because like the feds are trying to get involved because Tua looked injured. But that's neither here nor there, man. Check us out on Sunday. I can't wait to get into that as well. Also, when you go to SportsCityChefs.com, the Jordan Foundation still does merch. They do our mugs, they do our T-shirts, they do hoodies. Get a Sports City Chef hoodie or a T-shirt or a mug or something. Man, we we doing things, man. You don't 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 count on my girl shy, man. You gotta you gotta get Nick involved, man. I, I'm man, I'm down with the Jordans, man. I don't know if y'all, but see, the Jordans <laughs> don't even support the Jordans, man. They don't even want to get no Jordans, no money. So this is what I do, sports city. You know what I'm saying? Because I love my people. You know what I'm saying? I got to talk. I got to tell them how I feel. I got to talk about my people as I see it. So on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chef again. And if they don't know, now they know. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we 